Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. Um, if all women would stand, I'd love to just say a blessing over you and pray over you. So it doesn't matter if you're a mom or not, all, all women, if you will stand up as she's making her way back to her seat. I wanted to um, just kind of let this verse resonate with you because, I mean, you have all different types, all walks of life, all different seasons that you are in right now. And I just came to this verse and pastor introduced it to me and just kind of, we talked about it in Moldova and I was like, can I steal that from you? He was like, sure. <laughs> and because um, it's all the Lord's anyway, right? So I just wanted to read this because we look to Mary as the ultimate mother. I mean, she carried Jesus. That's, that's a pretty big deal, right? That's a pretty big task that she was given. But, yes, it was important that she carried Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. But Elizabeth was with her and spoke this over you. And so I want to speak this over you as well in the word. In Luke 1.45, you are blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. And she believed wholeheartedly. He said, Lord, let it be done to me. And Elizabeth said, blessed are you because you know that the Lord will fulfill what he's called you to do. And so whatever walk of life, whatever call that you have, maybe you don't know what it is yet, you are called to carry God's word. Ultimately, that's what we're all called to do. And so I pray today over you with the word of the Lord that go out today being convinced that what he says over your life is true and that he will fulfill what he's called you to do, whether he's revealed it or not. Whatever it is, he is working that to fulfill it when it is done. And he already knows it's done because he already sees it. So I just want to um, pray over you. If you have a lady that's sitting beside of you and it's your lady and it's in your family, would you just lay your hand on them if you don't have one and there's not one, just, just reach your hand out to a lady um, because I just want to pray a blessing over all of you today and in this house. So just pray with us. Lord, thank you for this day and thank you for what it means. Thank you for our moms that are so selfless, Lord. You have given them that task and we honor them today. Thank you for their love. Thank you for their time um, everything that they sacrifice. Lord, I pray this blessing over women today, Lord, that whatever you have called them to do, Lord, you know and you've promised and you've said in your word that it will be fulfilled, that you will finish the good work that you have started in us and it will come to pass all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Everybody give a round of applause for all of our women today. Yes. And so I just wanted to kind of jump right in. Um, I've got something really fun just for us to look at. But I, I've thought about all of these uh, encounters, and, and God's really been working on me just in my time, and I'm a different season right now. Things are crazy, but I do have some more time just to kind of breathe. Sorry, y'all, on the mic. I just breathed right in the mic. Um, I just have time to, to really 
I'm getting there. I'm not fully there. I'm getting there. Um, and he's just really been working hard on me. And I'm going to share this in the beginning rather than the end in the first service. I was doing a fast, and I, I, I thought I was kind of doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, I did it because Mark was doing it, and he felt like the Lord called him to do it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it too. And so it was the first day, I remember, and I had gotten in my car, and I was really hungry like a hangry, like I was hungry, <laughs> and I had just got in the car, and I was like, well, I can't eat, I know that I can't eat, I got something to drink, but okay, Lord, whatever you want to say to me, just tell me what to do, and um, tell me what I need to know, tell me what I need to hear from this fast, and so that I know that I'm doing it for the right reasons, and as clear as I'm talking to you today, the Lord said, and he doesn't talk to me that much like that often, you know, I hear through his word, I, I hear through prayer, but he said, read Haggai, and I was like, what? Like, I heard that book in my, in my head, and I was like, what? Haggai, what in the world? That does not seem like a really awe-inspiring book to read, Lord. Come on, I, I, give, me something, give me something else. And he said, no, read Haggai. So I did. Okay. And through that whole thing was the people were, were trying to rebuild the temple, but others came in and said, no, don't do it. Build your own. We'll work on that later. And so they did. They started working on their own houses, their own, their own places, the houses of luxury that they needed to build. And the Lord calls their crops to dry up. There was no dew. know if your child is hurting, if your husband is hurting, if your mother is hurting, if somebody's hurting in your family, you want to be there for them so bad. But there's nothing you can do but just pray. And I'm sure that's what they were doing in agony, just praying and praying and praying. Just, Lord, I don't know, there's not the, this is not the end. There's got to be something else. This is, can't be happening. What, what does this mean? What, is this, what, are we, what are you going through? I don't understand. And I'm sure that that's how they felt. And so I want to start reading the encounter that she had with him because it was the best encounter with him. It was the most precious encounter with him. And it was so special because of the story that I'm about to read to you. So John 20, um, it says that in the beginning of verse 1 through 10, I'm going to read it, so kind of stay with me, hang with me here for a little while. It says, Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Now they had been talking before how they were going to roll this stone away, by the way, because they wanted to go in there and check on his body. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going toward the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple ran, outran Peter and reached the tomb first. And stooping to look in, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying there, and the face cloth, which had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached to the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes." All right, so, so this encounter, Mary got up, what does it say, early, early. Even before the sun came up, she was out, and she wanted to know what condition her Lord was in. And I imagine the Sabbath, the Sabbath was over, and she was going on that Sunday morning, and she was there, and she was 
expecting to be able to care for him, expecting to do something. She didn't know what it was going to do, but she was, she was going to be there. She even called him Lord even when he was dead. I just think the sense of expectancy is like something's about to come. Some, this cannot be it, Lord. This is not it. This is not the end. Something's got to come. You have got to do something. You can't just be dead. And so that expectancy of him moving in her life or doing something, she was expecting something to happen. She saw that stone rolled away. And I just find it interesting in Proverbs 8, 17, it says that I love those who love me. Those who seek me diligently will find me. I looked up the word diligently in, in Scripture about the meaning and the definition, and it says to look early. She was looking for him to find him, and she did. But that's what he wants to tell you today. I love those who love me, those who seek me. And he was talking about wisdom. But those who seek me are going to find me. Those who seek me and make me a priority. Those who seek me and want to find answers. Those that seek me in the times of trouble. Those that seek me in the times of joy. We love to run in times of sorrow. But we, we need to praise him in the times of joy. Give a sacrifice of praise to him in whatever situation that you're going through. And you may be sitting there going, that's really easy for you to say. But you have no idea what I'm going through. But he sure does. And he knows your name. And he knew exactly what Mary was going through. So seeking him diligently, going to him early, early in the morning. And mamas, you know, sometimes we get up early in the morning. And dads too, you get up early in the morning. And you really don't want to see that because like if the sun ain't up, I'm not up. <clears throat> That's my philosophy. Um, but it's hard for us to get up. It's hard for us to get up in the morning and start doing our work, but we've got to find time to make for him because he says, you will find me. Don't you want to find him? Don't you want to find him? And the answers that he has for you and the blessings that he has for you over your life. And I'm not saying you have to get up early in the morning because that didn't happen with me. Whew, I like sleep. I like to sleep. You should have said amen right there. <clears throat> But I like to sleep. But just seeking him and knowing that you will find him when you do. And I just have to say, I just love this about Scripture because even in the minor details about he folded the linen that was on his head, he took it off, which means if he folded it, he took it off. He took it off himself after he, was, after he raised from the dead. He took it off and he folded it and he laid it there. Because my goodness, don't you know that Jesus in a borrowed tomb was going to leave it better than it was before and he was going to make it clean and he was going to do that laundry and he was going to fold that linen up because he is the beginning and the end and it was finished and he was going to leave that tomb better than it was before. I just, I just take comfort in the fact that he did the laundry. Thank you, Lord. Men, you need to hear that. Some of you like to do laundry. But he did the laundry. He was about the little things. And I find that comforting today. So those who love, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. And so Mary was seeking him. She did not know what was going on. The disciples had gone home. It said that they had not understood the scriptures. They just based it off the facts. Okay, I see him. He's not there. We believe that he's not there. We're going to go tell everybody that he's not there. But Mary, she wasn't leaving. She, she had to have some answers. And I just want to challenge you today that sometimes we don't need to leave his presence until we find peace. But we're just working and, and grinding and doing everything. And some of us just think, I just, I don't have time. <laughs> Do you see my schedule? I don't have time. But when you make time to be in his presence, he will give you the peace. He will give you what he wants to impart into you. 
He will give you that calling. And he will tell it to you. And the more that you're with him, the more that you will realize that. The more that you will recognize him. And you recognize the things that he wants you to do. And so she went leaving. This was all she had. She didn't have anything else in her life but this. And she was going to the tomb to find out what was going on. She was distraught. Now we're going to look at verses 11 through 18. So y'all hang with me here. It says, But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she wept, and she stood to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. I find that the beginning and the end. Basically, the Ark of the Covenant. He is the one that came as promised to save us. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? In other translations, it says, Why are you looking for the living among the dead. Why are you looking for him here? He's not here. He is risen. But she had no thought of that. She was just like, where, where, is, he? where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? You know, sometimes we miss it. We miss the things in our lives that are living because we're searching among the dead things in our lives. And we're searching all in the wrong places. You're like, oh, no, where, where is this? I need, I need to do. And then all he's saying is, why are you searching for that when I'm right here? I'm right here. I want to meet with you. And so they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to him, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. And then he goes on to say, having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, She said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. She was like, just tell me where he is. I'm going to go get his body. I'm going to go bring it back. I'm going to go do that. Some of you say, I'm just going to do it myself. Just don't don't even worry about it. I'm just going to go do it myself, because if you won't do it right now, then I'm just going to do it. Sorry. I do think that way sometimes. If you're not going to go do it, then I'm going to go do it. If you're not going to take the trash out, then I'm going to go take the trash out because it has to be done now, right now. And Mary wasn't leaving until she found answers. She was like, where is he? Why have you taken him away? What have you done with my Lord? He's mine. You can't take that from me. He is yours. And he can't, nobody can take that away from you. And so she was searching for him. And he was basically standing right in front of her in a different form. And she didn't recognize him. But this is the beautiful part. Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned unto him and said in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. She was so distraught. She was searching and searching and searching and couldn't find any answers and couldn't get anybody to tell him where he was. And she was searching in all the wrong places, asking all these questions, didn't recognize what was happening right before her until he said her name. And when he said her name, it was like she melted. Teacher, it's you. It's you. Almost like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hug you. She wanted to hug him. And he said, don't, no, don't, don't cling to me right now. Because I want you to understand how important this, this encounter was for her. Because he had gone down to hell. And he got the keys. And he had already done that. That had already taken place. But in the meantime, before he even went to the Father, 
he met with her first because she was weeping. She was distraught. He knew that that was all she had and that he was all she needed. And she needed a word from him. She needed an encounter from him. She needed to know that he was okay because that was it for her. But as soon as he said her name, she knew it was him. And I just want to tell you guys that today I know I've had many encounters with the Lord. And I know now when he's speaking to me because I recognize his voice. There are sometimes you may get things in your head and you're like, I don't know if that's what the Lord is telling me to do. Well, it's not going to trick you. And if you're with him and you have that encounter with him every day and you're seeking him, you will find him and you will know his voice when he's speaking to you. And I have so many people say, well, how do you know it's him? How, how do you hear that? Does he like talk to you? Or do, No, he, he talks to me through the word. He talks to me in the still small voice. Sometimes I don't hear from him at all. But that still small voice I recognize as him speaking to me because he says my name. He knows who I am. He knows my need. He knows my greatest fears. He knows my weaknesses. He knows the things that I'm great at. He knows my loves, my hates. <laughs> he knows my dirty. He knows my heart. He knows what I want to do. He knows all of those things. And when I'm close to him and when I have those encounters with him that he wants to have so desperately with me every single day, then I will recognize that it's him when he's speaking to me. I just want to challenge you today. All these encounters that she had with him as she was helping him, as she was serving him, was out of a grateful heart. She was so grateful. She was so grateful. He had healed her from seven demons, possessed, oppressed, in pain. She couldn't even think for herself. She had so many spirits thinking for her. She didn't even really know who she was anymore. But he healed her, brought her out of that, gave her a purpose, and that pain became her destiny. And now she had the opportunity tell that news to other people that's what I wanted to tell you today that whatever you are going through he's impregnated you he has told you to carry his word to everyone it says that he was sharing the kingdom of God when the women started to come along with him that's what he wants you to do that's why we're here that's why we're four points we want to change the culture and tell them about the kingdom of God it didn't say to tell them about the king it says tell them about the kingdom because in the kingdom is the king. <laughs> and he wants you to know how awesome it is to be a part of the kingdom. Because that's what will change the culture. His culture, his kingdom will come. But woman, mother, friend, whatever name you have, father, dad, speaking to men too, not just women. He sees you. He knows your name. He wants an encounter with you. Not just today, not just on a Sunday. He wants it every day. He wants it every day. He wants you to be in His presence because in His presence is freedom. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from sin. Freedom from 
all those relationships that you think, oh, I'm, I'm never gonna, never gonna be reconciled. Freedom from that. Freedom from the pain that you've experienced in the past. He wants to give you a purpose in that. But all he wants to do is say your name. And so he just says, meet with me. I will tell you. Just meet with me. I love how he spoke to Mary and he made this something special for us to look at because I want to read to you as I close about how he sees you, how he loves you, how he wants to have that encounter with you every day and why this was in here. Why? Why did they choose Mary to talk about? I mean, in our eyes, we would think, well, she was dirty and had seven spirits and had, why? Why was that important? Why did he come to her even before going to the Father? And he was, he was making all this happen. He was saying, I'm going to the Father to make him your Father. And I'm going to God to make him your God. What an awesome, awesome encounter that he had with her. To say, I love you enough before even going to the Father that I wanted you to know I love you. I see you. I see you when you're weeping. And it's not over yet. Because I will have you, and I will have a plan for you, and I want you to go take that and tell everybody that I'm alive, and I'm well, and I have a plan for them too. He said, don't cling to me yet. You go tell them. And that's, I think, the song of our lives. We should be encouraged with the fact that he healed us. That we serve him out of the overflow of our heart because we're so grateful for what he's done for us. And then now we have this in our we have this in our belly, this rising up of knowing there's something, there's something coming. There's I don't know what it is, but there's something coming. And I have it. And I get to tell the world what it is. And it's Jesus. And he's alive. And he's alive in me. And he can be alive in you. And he can take you out of that bondage. And he can let you have freedom. He can do all those things. You just got to go carry it out. Meet with him, carry it out. Meet with him and let him impart on you what he wants and then carry it out. That's what he wants to do in your lives today. So I wanted to share with you John 20, 30 through 31. I think that this is, you know, all verses are, are God-inspired, of course, but this verse is it. This is why it's there. And this is my charge for you today as you leave this house. As the disciples saw Jesus do many other miraculous signs in addition to the ones recorded in this book, I probably couldn't put it all in there. It can't be put all in there. All the things that he did, all the miraculous signs and wonders that he accomplished. But that one was important. Mary's story was important. And why? Because of 31. But these are written so that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. He wants you to have life. Mary was dead. She was dead. She's like, my Lord is dead. I don't know what to do. I can't find him. Nobody will tell me where he is. I, I don't know what to do. I have nothing left. I have no one to live for. I know there's got to be something else. Lord, I don't know what it is. I think you've called me to do this thing, but I'm stuck. I don't know what the next step is. I don't even know my calling. I don't even know what you put me here to do. I don't even know if I've even had an encounter with you yet. I don't think I've ever even met you and really called you my Savior. She was going through all of that. She was dead. But all these things were written so that you would have life in his name because he knows your name. And Jesus 
wants to have that encounter with you today, right now. Just pray with me. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you that even in a a small story that we don't know much about, God, you move and everything points to you. Everything points to you. You are it. We are yours. Lord, I just pray as we sing this song that we will believe you are our name. You made us. You knew us while we were, even before we were in our mother's womb, you made us and you created us. And you already had a purpose for our lives. And you have this tapestry laid out before you. And you see every single part of it. And we wonder why we get stuck in this one place. But that place might be the focal point of everything that is to come. Without going through this, of whatever our season may be right now, our destiny can't be fulfilled. I pray that we would walk in it. I pray that we would, if we need to come down to this altar and offer a sacrifice of praise and lay something at the altar, Lord, that we would do that in order to lift your name and to make your name great and to make your name famous. That's what we're here to do and show others the kingdom culture and how awesome and amazing you are and how we can have freedom and life in your name. Jesus name and I pray as we stand and we get ready to worship that you would let this song speak to you and you would cry out to him he knows my name he walks with you he talks with you and he wants to meet with you because once you realize that he's all you have he's all you'll ever need would you stand and worship with us
Services Leah suggested that we ended it different, so this one's going to end differently. And so this is the time of ministry. This is time of response. I heard the Lord say while Leah was speaking, and I don't know if she spoke to you, but she certainly, the Lord used her to speak to me today. And I just heard the Lord say there's two distinct tombs in John, that in John 11, there's an encounter with Mary and Martha when their brother Lazarus had died and they felt forgotten and they wept and they thought Jesus had forgotten them and then we have this very distinct moment that I believe that same Mary 
was at the tomb because they were friends with Jesus and Bethany was right over the hill from Jerusalem and Mary Magdalene and the mother of Jesus Mary and all these Marys are around watching Jesus and they have this hurt filled moment that feels so empty and this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say is the thing that you went through that you thought got you out so in Mary Magdalene's case it was the seven demons and she was out of that then then you guys thought that you wouldn't experience the pain again but then but then the pain of the tomb feels even worse than the pain of the demon that was on her and it feels like you've abandoned me Jesus but I'm here to tell somebody in the room that that thing that you think has you covered and has finished you and is my tomb is not the end. Because Jesus said in John 11, this sickness isn't unto death. This sickness isn't unto death. He's got something for you. He's doing something in you. And this is what I felt like I was supposed to say this service is whatever it is in your life that you have started naming yourself, then stop. Stop naming yourself those things that are awful names because the thing that Leah put together at the beginning of our awesome moms and her friends that were some names of stuff, the truth is those are good names, but the truth is you put some bad names on yourself, don't you? The truth is you name yourself things that you hate about yourself. And I'm here to tell you and testify that there's a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. And so no matter what you've been through, I'm here to tell you that he knows your name and he's ready to exchange your name with his name. But in order for that to happen, you've got to receive it because the Bible says this, for those who receive it, he'll give the right to be called his children. And so this is the time of ministry that I want y'all to have an opportunity to respond. And this is what I need to know from you. Do you know his name? And more importantly, does he know your name? More importantly, has he named you son or daughter because you named him Lord? Because to those who receive him, he gives the right to be called the children of God, who no longer have the name that I've given myself, but a name that's high and above, a name that's above all names. And so listen to me. I believe today, based on the message that we got from Leah, that somebody needs to have a name change. And it needs to go from what you called yourself to what he calls you. And so in this place, I just believe there's people that, that the word that Leah just gave ministered to you. And this is all that it is, y'all. I confess that Jesus is my Lord and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. And today, I'm not leaving with grave clothes on. I'm taking grave clothes off because he's given me life in Jesus' name. I will no longer be a slave to sin and fear because I'm now a child of God. I'm now a child of God. That's the declaration that we make. And so this is the question. Everybody's standing. And we're about to pump the music back up and get going. But before we do, I think somebody needs to get saved in here. I think somebody needs to get saved. So this is what I'm going to ask you to do. You don't have to do anything fancy. You don't have to jump around. But I'm going to ask everybody to just close their eyes really quick. And if this is you, I just want you to throw your hand up and say, that's me. You're talking straight to me. I need to get saved. I've been through that barren place. I've been through the tomb. I thought Jesus forgot me, but I realized that he hasn't. And I want my name to change to his name. I choose to follow Jesus as my Savior. That's what I want today. On this Mother's Day, I choose 
to follow Jesus. Come on, let me see your hand if that's you. I know there's people in this room that you need a name change. Thank you. Who else? Raise it as high as you can if you don't mind. Thank you. Thank you right there. Right here. Right here. Will you keep your hand up, ma'am? Right here, Jason. Thank you, ma'am. Right here. Who else? We had two dear ladies that just raised their hand and said, I'm going to choose Jesus over the name that I called myself. I need to know if there's anybody else in here that would say, I'm ready for a name change. I'm ready for Jesus to give me his name. I'm ready to walk out of the tomb that I've been in and walk into new life in Jesus' name. Who is it in here? Who is it in here? Will y'all pray with me? I know most of you are Christians in here. But I just want y'all to declare this with me right now. We're just going to call out the fact that we're now children of God's, that we choose Him. And I just want y'all to agree with me and, and call it out, out loud together. So if you will, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I choose to follow you. I choose to take the name above all names, Jesus, as my new name. Jesus, thank you for dying raising again and giving me new life. I'm no longer a slave to sin and death because I am a child of God. I receive it. I believe it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together in this place. I believe that the angels in heaven are rejoicing with us right now because at least two people and maybe more just said yes to Jesus. Come on, somebody. And if that's the decision you just made, if you didn't raise your hand, you don't have to. God doesn't save your hand. He saves your heart. Take your worship, God. Check, I just received Jesus, and we will walk with you and talk with you and help you along the way. I need somebody to sing in this place that I know his name, but more importantly, he knows my name. Come on. Come on, somebody. Let this be the declaration of your life. I'm walking in it. Thank you, Jesus. He knows your name. He knows our name. Come on. Come on, declare it in this place. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody, put your hands together if you're thankful in this place that he knows your name, that he hasn't forgotten you. That in the place that you thought that you were stuck and you would never get out, he's actually placed you there so he can take you through it, not, not leave you in it. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, baby. I want to say something about this lady because I like her. This is the mother of my children, the lover of my life, my bestest friend.
but she's more than that. She's a pastor's wife. She's a kid's pastor. She's a she's a long list. If you made those pictures, we would have been up here still looking at all the pictures she is. But I I know that people think that you're supposed to just honor and say stuff. And um, the truth is, Leah knows me well enough to know that if I didn't think she did a good job, I would just be silent because I tell the truth even when it hurts. I, and I, it spoke to me, truly. And I just want to tell you thank you. Last night as we were laying in bed, Leah said, I'm not sure that I like this message because it's simple. And I said, babe, I think it's awesome. And simple speaks. You get all theologically deep and all this extra stuff in the Greek word for baloney and all that. It's actually, that is the Greek word. But like you add all that other stuff and like people don't remember. But I remember this. He knows my name. And so I just want to say to you and to every mom, we love you, and we honor you today. We honor you. This is not a man's world anymore. I'm here to tell you that I read something this past week that women are graduating at a 10% rate higher than women. That Somehow y'all are graduating at a 10% rate higher than y'all. That's amazing. Men ain't even graduating at all. Women are graduating at a 10%. See, this is why she's up here. Do y'all know that? She fixes me. Jesus' name. But women are graduating at a 10% rate higher than men. And so we're going to be working for y'all anyway, so we might as well just get used to it. So first lady, great job. I love you. I honor you, but I honor y'all. Moms, we honor you today. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for all the things that you do that you don't get credit for because it's all kinds of stuff. It's all kinds of stuff. I need to say two quick things. The first one is we give our offering the same way every week if you're a guest. We give our offering on the way out the door. We believe it's part of worship, but I also believe that it's your personal worship. And so as you leave today, ask the Holy Spirit, what would you have me do? And then I promise he'll tell you. You can give with a check, cash. You can give online. You can give text to give. You can give at the kiosk. If you can think of another way to give, we'll probably take it. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. And we really are grateful for your generosity. Um, more than we even tell you. And this is the last thing. As you go, moms, we love you. And, and I just need to tell you something. If you are planning on this being your only day at church because someone tricked you into coming, I'm asking that to change. Because we're going to start a little mini-series for the next two weeks like we used to watch back in the day on Sunday nights and then come again on Tuesday. If y'all are old enough and you remember it, say, yep. I know some of y'all don't even, y'all ain't even watched a regular channel before, so y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But when we just had to click, 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 and that's all we had now, we look forward to the miniseries, Sunday nights, three hours, and then come back. This is going to be two weeks, and it's called Hashtag. It's not really called Hashtag, but I'm going to throw it in. Hashtag, we are four points. This is the point. What makes us different? What makes us different? What's the, what's the, What's the it? Because like we talk about the vision to reach the least lost and lonely. We talk about the big mission that we're going to change the culture. But how? Like, because that's crazy talk. Listen, I'm telling you this is not braggadocious. This is for real. I believe the Lord has given me the most anointed message that he's ever given me in the entire time that I've preached. And I wish I'm about to throw something. I'm so excited about preaching it, but I'm not going to preach it till next Sunday. I'm asking y'all to bring everybody. And if anybody's even interested in anything about church, bring them next week. And then the next after that. And I know it's Memorial Day weekend. I know school's getting out. Everybody can tell me everything. If you're at the lake, you can watch from the lake, but you're going to miss out because the next two weeks is going to be a shift, and then we're kicking into the summer. And I'm just going to say this as y'all leave. 
I don't care about the summer. I love going on vacation. I, I love that y'all get to go away. But we're not going down in the summer. We're going up in the summer because God keeps moving in the summertime. And I'm glad half of y'all agree with me. Some of y'all are like, oh, I wish he did. I believe that God's going to keep moving in the summertime. Is anybody else in it? Come on. We love y'all. Happy Mother's Day. Go be the church. I will see y'all next week and bring somebody with you. Because he knows your name. Ow!